Hello, humans of the earth. Welcome. Disclaimer, you may experience here truth, facts, opinions, and many margaritas. My name is Emma. And my name's Jackie. Welcome to the shit in our heads. Jackie here for your regular reminder that Emma and I never want to claim to know it all. What we do claim is truth is that we are two young women journeying through the exciting and challenging formative years of our early 20s. Everything that we share in this podcast is true to our hearts and souls, beliefs, and personal perceptions and understanding of the world around us on the given day that we record it. We are both women who are relentlessly committed to our own growth and evolution. And our greatest hope is by working through our thoughts and feelings and differences of opinions for you to witness that you too would be encouraged to dig deep and put in the work that is required to expand your perception of and place in this great, big, beautiful world. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is in your area. Jackie and I would like to begin by just saying thank you for Mm. being here this far. Overwhelmed. Seriously, four episodes in, two seconds before I hit record. I was talking to her about all the comments you all have made about how we just sound natural or you're enjoying our talking and we are asking each other, what the hell? Yeah. How did this happen? People are like on the other end. Literally. I don't understand it. We love you so much. We did this for the community of it and to share life with you. So it's exciting that you're actually sharing life with us. Mm -hmm. Speaking of sharing life with us. Wow, do we have life to be shared? <laughs> a little bit. We were just kind of having marks earlier. Yeah. And recapping just like <laughs> huge life changes that each of us have had throughout yeah. the last year and even as recently as in the last month. Mm-hmm. So we decided to um, scrap have some life talks. To scrap the whole outline that we had for the episode we had planned. No real topic tonight other than life updates, talking about transitional seasons, new Mm -hmm. normals, new beginnings, changes of the last year. This is also timed somewhat perfectly for when we're recording, maybe not when you listen, because it'll be a little bit before this comes out to you. But this is the week a year ago that was our last week of existence before the world shut down. Oh my God. So naturally a lot of change has happened in our lives as we've gone through the trauma of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. So fitting, fitting time to just kind of pause, reflect and be present about all of the life circumstances. Yeah. And we're here for it. I didn't even realize. Yeah. This was... was the last week right now. Sunday. Did you have a moment where you realized the world was going to shut down? Yes. Oh my gosh, can I tell you? Yes, because I want to share mine too. Yeah, so I don't remember the date of this. It was sometime next week, a year ago, um, that we were all awaiting the statement from Bowling Green State University. We knew. We knew. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had like a deeper knowing of, oh wait, this is big, big deal. Mm -hmm. Because night before this, dear friend of mine called me said, hey, remember how we have a lunch date tomorrow with our other dear friend? I said, yes. She said, she's at the Cleveland Clinic in medical crisis. So it looks like we're canceling all of our plans tomorrow because we have a lunch date to attend to. I was like, you're right. People come first. Everything else can be handled with, you know, consequences that are manageable. 
So I canceled all my meetings, didn't go to any of my classes. We drove up to the Cleveland Clinic and I, I watched, I watched that entire day, the Cleveland Clinic shut down. Wow. I watched as the spiritual services, the guy came around, he's like, we won't be going into rooms anymore to pray. We'll just hand out Bibles. Wow. Units were shutting down. COVID walls were going up. PPE was being driven in. I watched it shut down. And then that night when um, my friends and I left visiting our, our pal, we got dinner together. And while we were sitting at dinner, BGSU issued the statement that said, we're not coming back after spring break. Everything mm -hmm. will be remote. And it was just really unique yeah. to be knowing that universities across America were shutting down that day while also watching the medical field prepare for wow. chaos. That is insane. Yeah. Mine wasn't that crazy, but I do remember the exact moment I was driving to my boss's house to pick up coffee to take to the coffee shop I work at before heading down to Dayton to then head down to Nashville. And this was about this week, this time when things were about to shut down, but they hadn't yet mm. because I was in Nashville when they shut down. Um, and I was on staff volunteering with our college ministry that both of us were student leaders in. And I knew before anyone, because I was in our like staff chat, which had information from one of the staff of mm. the university talking about what was going on in it. And I remember walking into my boss's house and being like, hey, just so you know, we might have to shut down next week. And he went, excuse me. And I just had this moment and I realized that we will have this story like our parents talk about the moment they were watching 9-11 happen on the TV. That is exactly the sobering yeah. realization that I had talking to my parents about this because they said, you know, you're going into a time of finishing up your coursework and then going into practicum internship experience in healthcare, in a long-term care facility for older adults. Mm -hmm. And they said, what a time to be going into your internship and being a launching professional learning alongside others, because just as the field of criminal justice took a 180 turn and was forever changed due to 9-11, mm -hmm. the field of healthcare is in chaos right now and will come out on the other side forever changed because of COVID-19. Yep. It's crazy. It is crazy. So yeah, we've had a lot. We have. Wow. I think. How appropriate. Yeah. One thing both of us have experienced in the last year is when you're in a global pandemic and you uh, are maybe in closer quarters with people because of all the regulations. <laughs> there's nothing to do. First of all, we live in a farm <laughs> town. We First do. of all, there's nothing to do ever. Y'all. And then you add on top of it the fact that everything's closed and there's nothing to do. Yep. I travel to Nashville often, and I tell my cousin in Nashville, you could spend two months showing me around, and you wouldn't be able to show me everything. If you came to visit me where we live, it would take two hours, and then I'd send you on your way. Literally. That is so accurate. <laughs> that yeah, is how It might not even take two hours. No. Like 30 minutes, and maybe a cup of coffee. Okay, I'm really sad now. <laughs> that's accurate. Anyways, we've had some life changes happen due to the pandemic. Yep. For worse and for better. Yep. And we just wanted to get real with you. Yep. Because you've made it this far. What's interesting, I'm really reflecting right now. <laughs> yeah. Is my pandemic experience started with a change in living situation and your pandemic season is ending with 
Yes. We both went through a similar, like, moving house in the middle of a pandemic. The exact same kind of situation. But, like, a year apart, which is interesting. In May, I had friendships and relationships kind of blow up. And I do believe that, like, God used the pandemic as a time of pruning Mm -hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And so part of that was like being in the under the same roof at, with friendships and relationships that I thought were great and fine and healthy and never had any reason to question yeah. because we're all busy bees in a normal world. We're all sure we live under the same roof, but what does that mean? I mean, we sleep there. That's about it. Yeah. But then when the world stops and you all are actually stuck under the same roof, mm-hmm. God taught me a lot about what healthy friendships with pure females looks like and... Yeah. Really, unfortunately, some of mine weren't weren't salvageable, but I'm thankful for clarity in the pruning. Yeah. I'm thankful for growth. I'm thankful for the opportunity to hurt and be hurt. Mm. This was not like I was a saint, you know, like, oh, they right. hurt me and I moved out. Like, right. I hurt people yeah. and I learned from hurting people, right? Yeah. I was hurt. Absolutely. I did hurt. So, um, I literally, after a couple weeks of turmoil, <laughs> one night packed a backpack, a suitcase, and my guitar. And when I say one night, I literally mean, like, hadn't slept for days, at four in the morning, took a shower, packed, like, nothing, mm-hmm. just some things into my car, drove to campus, called the pastor of my church, and said, I'm in trouble. My living situation is not healthy or good or safe, and I need a place. Do you have, like, a... I'm so stupid. I literally said to this pastor, do you have like a couch that I could crash on for like a week until I like figure it out, you know? And he's like, well, first of all, yes. Like you don't need to tell me anything more. You don't need to justify or explain yourself. Like if you tell me you need a home, you have a home. But can I ask a couple more questions about your situation? Like for the sake of knowing and wanting to walk it with you, not that you have to prove anything. It's like, sure, sure. Go ahead. So he asked me, I'm crying, whatever. He's like, okay, all right, Jackie, I love, I love the energy that you don't want to be a burden, that you don't want to take. I love, I love the energy that you're so optimistic. You're like, just give me like a week to figure it out. He's like, but hun, (laughs) your life is not fixing itself in a week. So what if I give you a home and a family and a safety net at no cost for the summer? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't take that. If you can just give me, like, a week and a couch, mm-hmm. like, I can figure it out. He didn't He didn't like that. So no, he <laughs> I wouldn't. moved in with a really sweet family, yeah. family couple. They have children, but they're grown, so the children don't live at the house. Um, and they made me part of their family for the summer. And that was so humbling to need help like that. What a lesson that, like, you don't just have to serve the church. You can also, like be supported. You can take, you don't only have to give. Yeah. It's, it's a fluid thing happening here. There's no checks and balances. It's, it's just family. Community. Yeah. So it was a beautiful summer for me, but you know that I like for the first two months of living in this house resented mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. And now I'm like, takes my breath away. Just like the gracious gift of it. But at first it didn't feel like a gift. It felt like my life blew up in my face and I'm pissed that I have to live here and I don't want to accept the graciousness Mm -hmm. and I don't want to need help and I don't need help and I'm just stuck and what a twerp I am but love it so much growth absolutely so much blessing what a year so much fruit from that pruning season even though it's really painful yep 
read a book called Necessary Endings. Yeah. I think the pandemic has like showed a lot of us our necessary endings in life. Things we that love it. don't need to be happening, don't need to be taking up space in your life. When your capacity is lessened and your resources lessened, as mm-hmm. the pandemic has caused for many of us. Absolutely. You realize what is vital and what is not. It's been a pruning season. Me too. I mean, it has been for, I feel like, a while. I remember Jackie still doesn't remember us being in a life group together in college. I, like, literally don't. Isn't that but sad? I was that I busy rem- and not invested at all. This is when we became friends, y'all, and she doesn't remember I mean, it. Literally. I'm sorry. It's I'm fine because we're still here. No, you just had a terrible year of life where you did way too many things and you were so overwhelmed that you can't even remember it. She's correct. It's fine. But I do remember, this was three years ago now, um, our group leader saying, I feel like our college ministry is being pruned and we're either going to come out the other side much, much healthier or dead. I remember that. I just don't remember you being there. (laughs) I was that insignificant. Stop it. And I feel like that has been the theme in at least me and Jackie's lives ever since. Oh, yes. And the ministry. I've watched that happen too. But that's a whole other thing. I have also gone through many a pruning. Many a pruning. (laughs) In my own life, in the relationships that I have, a few, maybe a couple months ago, Jackie texted me and she's like, my circle's just so small now. Yeah, it used to be like 9,000. No, it's like three. Three. <laughs> Which is good. Oh, it's so it's good. It's rich here. It's so good. The other day I talked to my coworker and I said, I wonder how much happier and healthier I would be if I just ta- cut out every single toxic, toxic person in my life. Rather than just putting up with it and putting yep. on the smile for good grace. Yep. Yeah. And that's a whole other topic again, but just along the lines of pruning And so that all to say, I'm in the exact same situation, not the exact same situation. Thank God you're not. (laughs) I am taking the same route of action. Fleeing our homes, a common denominator, despite this different circumstance. How ironic. Exactly. So about a week ago, literally a week and a half ago, I couldn't, my mental state couldn't take it anymore. I could not live in my home for multiple reasons. Reasons that if I were 10 years older, I'd probably be able to handle, but I'm not. And I will not get an award for just sticking it out. So I had to leave. I called my dad and I said, I'm moving home. My dad lives two hours from where I live, <laughs> breathe, work, and record a podcast. At so the I'm moment. uprooting one's life. <laughs> um, my plan was to drive back and forth to babysit and train at the coffee shop I work at and sleep on couches and record a podcast. I go to my boss's house to let them know on a Thursday evening at nine o'clock that I will be leaving as soon as possible to leave my house. Um, And instead of, well, we all cried. We literally all cried. But instead of just saying okay and being upset about it, instead they looked at each other and they said, why don't you just move in with us? And I said, what the hell? I said, excuse me? And I gave it the night because I didn't want to be unfair to either of us and make an abrupt decision. Um, I had been considering moving out for about a month and a half just because of 
situations that were not good to my mental health. And finally I decided to do it. And so I took one more night and in the morning I called them both and I said, yes, I will absolutely move in with you. And two nights later I was moving things into their house and into the playroom that they had cleaned out the exact same day to allow me to move in because they have three children and here they are taking in a 22 year old. They have three children under the age of five and here they are taking in a 22 year old. And I thought I had been shown love, grace, and kindness yeah. in my life. And now it's, I don't even know what those words mean anymore. <laughs> A whole new lens. It's earth shattering. It is earth shattering. And I get that. Yeah. I get that. When I had the conversation with the family that adopted me, <laughs> um, I did not know them. I just knew of them. Yeah. Because they actually have done this before for college students. And I've known a couple of the college students that have lived with them. And I knew they went to my church. I knew what they looked like. But I didn't know them. You yeah. Know? And so they invited me over to their home. You know, hey, our pastor said you need a place. Why don't you come and talk to us? Tell us about your circumstance. And when I went in, they told me up front before we started our conversation. Hey, just so you know, like we've had a month or two now without any college students living with us. And we kind of thought that the Lord was calling us into a season of not hosting people into our home. And we've been asking him what do you want to have with that season? So we're, you know, kind of shocked to receive a a text from the pastor that there's another college student that needs a house. So we're not going to make a decision here today. We just want to be really like prayerful and make sure that we're doing the right things for our home and our resources and our lives as ministries. Mm-hmm. We just want to talk to you and hear about your situation and pray with you and for you. And then tomorrow we'll get back to you. I was like, that's totally fine. Thank you for even hearing me out, you know? Yeah. And so we spent an hour or so probably on their back deck, like getting to know each other and sharing testimonies of faith as well as, you know, sobbing through my story of my current circumstance. And the the woman, I can say their names, right? Yeah. Can I? This is yeah. not confidential. People know where I lived. Libby looks at her husband, Craig, and she's like, I know, I know that we said we weren't going to decide anything. I just like am having, she's kind of like stumbling over her words. He's like, I already know what you're going to say. And you can go ahead. Like we're on the same page. And she was like, I just feel really led by the Holy spirit right now that like you are supposed to be in our lives mm-hmm. and that being a blessing to you is a, a gift to us. And you can move in today. We will help you pack. Like, do you have things like just stay You're You're here. You're ours. This is your home for as long as you need just that like prompting of the Holy spirit that like, this is it. Everyone's in this space is supposed to be in each other's lives Mm -hmm. and their trust in that his trust in her, his wife, you know, I, I don't just normally the dude leads things like that, but it was so sweet. Like he saw like God working in in that they both did. And yes, same experience of like, you think, you know, graciousness Mm -hmm. until you have nothing but a suitcase yeah. And a broken heart. Yeah. And just a shambles of life. Yeah. And you're walking in, you know, your people. I didn't know my people. That's true. To walk into this home that said, like, this is it. We're family and this is your home. I can't comprehend still sometimes just. It's amazing. That on earth, you know? Me either. It was almost the exact same situation mm-hmm. with me moving in with the people I'm living with now. Um, 
Ben and Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, like, we can say forget it. Nothing it's, bad. It's all love. That no, we're sharing it is. About them. Um, but we were sitting there and it was 9 p.m. And we literally were all crying and upset. And I was just trying to explain. And they understood, of course. They were like, we understand why you want to leave. We would support you in leaving. And then Cassie is, says, I think I need to text Ben something. And Ben says, I already know what you're going to say. Just say it. And she asks me to move yeah. in with them. And the next night, a few of us went out to our local brewery and just got a drink to celebrate women. And I asked Cassie, I was like, have you talked about this before? Like, is this a thing you've considered because you have known my situation and you and Ben have talked about, well, if Emma ever needed a place we would stay, she said, no. We just kind of both thought about it separately. And in that moment, we knew that it was right. Yeah. And I was blown away. And... We were eating dinner last night and the three-year-old says, what are you thankful for? Because they go around the table saying what they're thankful for. And Ben said, I'm thankful for my family, everyone around this table. And I've wanted to cry so many times and I have cried so many times since moving in. And just the level of grace I've been shown by mm -hmm. them, their family. They're not even my boss. They're just family. And their kids. It's astounding. Literally... The night I moved in, um, their five-year-old drew me a picture, and I had just been kind of questioning God all night, and I was asking him, is this actually the right thing? Should I just put up with it? Should I not move in? Should I go back? I want to go home. This feels weird. And their five-year-old drew me a picture, and it was two people, stick figures in the picture, and a bunch of things over their head. And he pointed to it and he said, this is me and this is you. And these are a bunch of hearts and flowers and there's a heart surrounding them all. And I'm asking you in the picture, can I go home? And you're saying, no, we should stay. Oh. And I literally Marco Poloed my friend and said, I've never met a more prophetic five-year-old. But mm -hmm. to say that I am overcome by grace and love is an understatement. Yeah, it's just all gifts so freely given, and they feel so massive that it's just hard to, like, I mean, all I all I could do this summer, what I learned that is actually applying to even seasons of life I'm in now, is to just let it wash over you. Yeah. You know, to just exist in it. I think this is kind of a transition now, so do you have anything else on that front you want to no. say? I think... Even presently, the season I'm in, there's a lot of, like, unknown and bewilderment and scary and need for just, like, moment-by-moment moment living. Mm -hmm. And that lack of predictability, that's not quite the word. The lack of... Control? Sure, yeah. I'm in a, you know, I'm so... I've been so sobered recently. I've been brought to an awareness of... There are just things in life that being fully human means you cannot manage your way out of. Yeah. There are circumstances where my wit and my intelligence and my humor and my personality and my smile, none of it, none of it, no asset that I could have that could benefit me in another scenario can change certain outcomes or circumstances. Yeah. Recently, I'm talking about my health as I go through medical testing. 
there's something so humbling about laying in an MRI machine and knowing there is nothing about me and there is nothing I can do that changes the outcome of what comes back on these images. There's no, nothing I can do to manage my way out of my worldly fleshly circumstance right now. I just have to exist in the moment. And I think the, the beauty of that, the humbling reminder of that is the need for a savior. And the fact that in any circumstance that we're in, whether it be hard, whether it be scary, whether it be just receiving these abundant gifts, these homes, these families that you and I have been given, we can literally just let it wash over us. And we don't have to try to like make sense of it. Yeah. As humans, we want to like reason and logic. Jackie mm -hmm. is a good person and therefore good things happen to her. Or Jackie is a wretched person and therefore pain and suffering happens to her. Yeah. Just like doesn't apply either yeah. way. It's not, it's not a valid, a valid argument. But if we can release our need to make sense of the circumstance and say, I know, I know that I will never see the full picture on this side of heaven, but I'm just going to live and love and exist and be loved and let others love me without trying to count all the costs, Yeah. without trying to make sense. It's in those moments where I am not strong arming or trying to muscle my way through that things just wash over me with this simplicity. And then when I get a glimpse of God's side of heaven, when he lets me see mm -hmm. his blessing or his hand in it, it's just a gift that was so freely yeah. given to me that I wasn't searching for or needing. You know, did that make any sense? Yeah, I sleep better at night since yeah. I've moved out. Yeah. Because I feel that. Everything that you just said. Yeah. I've slept so much better. I feel mental clarity. Yeah. You literally said earlier today that you feel like there's a piece of your brain that is, like, freed. It's, like, restored. Like, it was gone when I was in my situation before, and now it's been put back into place. That's incredible. No, yeah, I I don't think I have anything other than to say about that, except yes. Yes. It does make sense. Like, who in their early 30s with a one-year-old would want to take in a 22-year-old? And not only, here's what got me. I was talking to my friend mentor about this, and she said, Emma, they're not just taking you in to help you. It's a joy Yeah, for them to have you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> yes. And ever since I've moved in, I'm pretty sure. And it's blowing my mind. They ask, are we bothering you? And I'm like, am I bothering you? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's blowing my mind. And I, yeah, that's it. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's fine. We can just exist in that. We don't have to make sense of it. It doesn't have to seem less crazy. We can just exist and breathe and love and be loved yep. and not count all the costs. And the simplicity of that is where God makes us more aware of his divinity in it. Absolutely. I keep trying to count the cost of the future that's going to come out of this. Because I'm currently planning on moving to Nashville within the next 6 to 12 months. And... Living with this family puts me into even a more of a position where I want to stay, where they want me to stay, and where it's easy to stay. Yeah. Or if one of us leaves, we all go together, like whatever it would be. Um, and so I just am very much in the same way you just had to sit and let it wash over you. I have to sit and say, I am here. I am safe. 
I am mm. like my mental state is safe. I was never physically unsafe, but I was mentally unsafe and I knew it. And I can now move forward into tomorrow with what the calling is on my life from the Lord because I'm in this place where I'm able to do that. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen six, eight, 12, 14 months from now. I can know that I have a bed that I enjoy sleeping in that is not causing me anxiety or fear or any kind of just questioning. And that is so important for us all to reflect on after a year now of a global pandemic where we've all had to adapt and adjust and be flexible. We've all had unwelcome changes that have happened to our life. This, yes, what you're saying of why do I have to constantly be thinking ahead to planning for anticipating, Mm -hmm. well, when I move six months from now, well, when things are back to normal a year from now, well, when I can be doing this thing that I was doing, you know, when, you know, we have all these, when, when there's no arrived, there's no, you know, like the, the fully present now can be the gifts can be the blessing. We don't have to wait for world to start again after a pandemic. We don't have to, resume life. I don't like that. There are like things to be had and learned. There is something worthwhile for saying, oh, I can just ride the wave out. I can ride out the lease and Mm -hmm. be mentally unhealthy here. No, you can just accept the gifts that are so freely given to you in the present space of now Mm -hmm. without having to be hyper, so hyper vigilant about, but I'm supposed to move in six months. Well, I'm supposed to well, you know what? You're where you are. You're where you're supposed to be for now. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough. And however that does alter the future, great. But you don't know that now. Mm-hmm. So just like continue living into the now and it'll all it'll all unravel perfectly how it's supposed to. Similarly, I thought I would be getting out of here in August and it's March. Yes. And I feel extremely strongly, very suddenly, that there's I have needs that are here yeah. right now. Do you know? I do. Yeah. Um, I really thought before May when I moved in with that lovely, delightful family that once I graduated in August, I would finally, after six years in this tiny little farm town, finally leave. And I was even like actively looking for job postings in other states that I would be qualified for and even made connections with people in South Carolina that I was like, oh. Just live with them until I get up. We'd be closer to each other. You're right. Um, so yeah, I was really making moves, had my eyes set on leaving, but the presentness, the the awareness that the pandemic has brought of that, you know, why am I looking to when I move in August to be fully satisfied with my life? Why can't I lean into this season of living with this family, you know? Um mm-hmm this season of being in my internship, just leaning into what is present in a way that allows it to affect the future. There's like fake presentness where you can be like all here in a day, but still not willing, still strong arming your desires for the future. But Uh real presentness is allowing the present to mold and evolve you and affect Mm. your future. Yeah. And I feel very strongly due to several recent life circumstances 
that there are things that I need that are here that I'd be really stupid to move away from in the current season of life. I don't like needing things. So that's hard. I know, but it's true there. I don't know what I would actually do (laughs) if I had moved States away and what is currently happening in my life. Like what would I, I would have no community or family or help or you'd figure it out. Sure. But (laughs) what a miserable experience that would have been. So yeah. Allowing the now to affect the future and to affect you to evolve you that's true presentness and i'm experiencing that in my idea of where i will live next that's amazing bowling green has a way of sucking us in oh my god i never thought i'd be here six years or beyond i knew i'd be here this long i would have been graduating this spring if i had right gone full term with school but it still sucks you in it does the community here is unmatched. It really is. And I thought I had good community where I was from. And every time I think, like, that's plenty. Yeah. Everything, every time you I think I meet it can't new get people better. and God literally calls me yeah. deeper. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, and I, he's just not done. There no. are still things to learn. There are still people to invest in. There are still people investing in me yep. in ways that I would do him a disservice. I would cut it off. I would jip him of his full opportunity to, mold me in the space if I just said, well, I've been here six years and I'm yeah. bored geographically. So yep, it's just not how it works. He has so much for me in the people here. Yeah. Do you think you would have learned that lesson of being so present if it wasn't for the pandemic? Mm, no, probably no. not. Me either. It just has a way of slowing you. I'm the mm-hmm. fastest person there is. I'm the she highest is. capacity person it's, you've probably she's ever met. So fast she forgot me. <laughs> We're gonna keep coming back. I'm are. never gonna live it down. No. Anyway. Yeah, not very present, huh? So I think it wasn't only the pandemic. I think I had been through a couple seasons leading up to the pandemic where I had made a real effort in my life, one of them through a discipleship mm-hmm. relationship where I specifically said, I want to live a life where God can interrupt me. But right now I'm too married to my schedule yeah, to have any margin to serve. Pe- I was serving people and serving God, but it was penciled in. Yeah. I said, I'd like to have a little more margin for God's day-to-day interruption. So that was a season where I worked on presentness and slowing down. In the season before that, I had read the book Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nyquist, and it really mm-hmm. wrecked me, helped me change my major. Love it. So those were, like, um, just steps to the overall process of learning to slow down, learning to be present, learning that your current reality is all all you need. We don't – I don't know tomorrow, and I don't need to because he does. Yeah. So allow today to affect you fully. Yeah. All that's been easier in the pandemic. That makes sense. With the support and assistance of prior work I've done in my life, I guess. I feel like in the past year and six months, and specifically the past two months, I've been learning not to have too much margin in my life. Mm. Because I am not... <laughs> so opposite, y'all. This is what you come here for. <laughs> when not, someone says something that you can't relate to, the other surely will have the dichotomy <laughs> of it. Exactly. We got something for everyone. No, I am not, and I've been having conversations about this a lot recently, actually. Um, I am not a naturally motivated person, Mm. which 
Jackie would probably scoff at and yeah, say you're crazy. Yeah, kind of being skeptical right now. <laughs> I have lots of dreams and visions. Yeah. And when it comes down to these are the things that I need to do to accomplish it, I'm really good at setting that out. But when it comes to the day of doing it, mm. I'd rather read a book. I get it, yeah. And I do. Tonight, I'm determining, it is currently 8 p.m., and I'm determining if I will go home and set up something for my new business or if I'll go home, sit in my chair, and make a phone call. Which, can I just pause right there? When you said it was 8 p.m., I just need everyone to know because they can't <laughs> physically see us. I shuddered because <laughs> Emma and I have already had a full trough of queso tonight, a margarita each. We are sitting next to each other on a mound of pillows in my bed with our jeans unzipped, <laughs> fully lounged, and I feel, y'all, like it's midnight. So I just needed to pause because Solid it's only pause. 8 p.m. <laughs> it's time for me to go sleeping at night. Like, what? Well, Jackie picked me up at 6.30, and I said, I could go to bed right now. Yeah. It's, I was literally napping when she texted me to come pick her up. It's been that kind of week. I probably would have taken a nap. At 6 p.m. I was napping, yeah. and I still feel like this. Anyways. You can continue. <laughs> I just needed them all to have no. a visual experience of what Absolutely. was happening in this bedroom. I think they all needed that, for They're sure. Yeah. Um, I am motivated to the point where in my planner I have the thing that needs the two things that need to happen tonight if I want to feel accomplished when I go to bed. Satisfied, not accomplished. Um, but I liked that. I really like that you just corrected <laughs> yourself with that. Continue. I did. Um, satisfied. And I could do them or I could go home, plug in my phone, and make a phone call instead. Ugh, and I'd rather... choices in the room. And I'm so unmotivated in the little things that I'd rather make the phone call. Yeah. I understand. So I'm 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 naturally unmotivated and so that goes to say I have been learning not to have too much margin in my life and to be stricter and for a couple weeks now I've been writing the goal in my planner of have boundaries and treat your business like a damn business is literally what I write out because Otherwise, I'm not going to do it, and I have to hold myself accountable, and no one's going to motivate me except for myself. It's good prioritizing. So I've always been good at making space to not do anything. <laughs> Can't relate. See. But that's why we're here. Uh -huh. That's Understanding here. each other and the world better because of each other. Exactly. Okay, so that was just kind of the opposite to my experience. But what is your, like, what is one of your big things, like, that you've learned through the pandemic, through mm. all of the not-asked-for changes that have come as a result of the last year of, um, you know, chaos in our world? <laughs> Let me just think for, like, a moment. Yeah, take a beat. Um, Want me to, like, hum a little tune while you think? Totally. Or, I think they'd be entertained. <laughs> so... I can think of two things and I'll say them and then I might go with one. Um, one of them is why the hell not? And the other one, no, I think that's just it. I can't even remember. That's it. That's one. it. Take so, it and run. Oh no. The other one was, um, getting over my fear of man. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. These are <laughs> things to unpack, but why the hell not? Why the See hell what not? I did there? Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, I almost think they go hand in hand. So recently with my situation with moving out of my house, I saw how the Lord has been working in my heart 
to untangle the fear of man that I've had that I didn't want to tell my roommate that I was moving out. I didn't want to have to pack up the boxes. I didn't want to have that awkward tension Mm -hmm. because I was getting in my head about things that might happen once I told my roommate I was moving out. And my friend slash mentor said something that I will never forget and I will quote for the rest of my life. She said, Emma, you have enough grace for today, not for tomorrow. And that just like stopped me dead in my tracks. And that comes to the why the hell not is there is enough grace to do all that I can today to live my, I don't like the phrase live my best life, but I just feel like it's accurate to live as fully as I can with all the things that God has provided for me to be able to live out the desires of my heart. And he has given me the resources and the community and the health and the mental well-being to be able to do these things like start a business and build community and work out and read a book a week in 2021. And why the hell should I not? And honestly, that themes beautifully with my like presentness theme because it's here. It's now. Mm -hmm. It's happening. It's life. It's not let's wait for the pandemic to be over. It's not let's wait till I move out of the state. It's not let's wait till I'm out of my current living situation. It's literally here and it's abundant and it's beautiful. And yeah, you know, sometimes there is pruning. Sometimes there's sickness and suffering and people die and there's moving and there's ends of relationships. There's necessary endings, but it's still here in the presentness. Why the hell not? Right. I mean, that all goes together. That's really good. Do you have any further questions on that? Or was that all encompassing enough? That was good. You did very well. Okay. Anything you've learned other than to be present? Um, oh man, now you got me. (laughs) We need the 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 elevator music, please. Cue elevator music. Anything I've learned, um, that it's okay to be served. Mm. It's okay to need. Shoot. Yeah, that was like life changing for me when I was, you know, 6am pacing around campus, sobbing on the phone with my pastor saying, I need a place to live for a week. And he's like, how about like a home for a summer, dude? He's great. He's he's so great. But he said, um, we like never, no one ever expects you to just serve the church. You do that really well, but like you can take. (laughs) you can literally take let us pay for your therapy let us give you a free home let us not ask you to step up more at church on a sunday because of any of it like it's just an ebb and flow there's going to be seasons where you are overflowing of abundance and it's going to be a blessing to you to give that back to the church family yeah it doesn't matter when that season is it's not right now you need you can take yeah yeah and craig the um man of the couple that I lived with this summer. Yeah. He always says similarly to what, um, you know, Ben was saying to you of, yeah, don't do things. He tells me, don't do things to make me happy. Like don't include me or ask me or involve me. Cause you think I want to be, even though I do don't do it to make me happy. Do it because you need me. Don't rob me of the opportunity to be blessed by being a blessing. Shoot. And it like blows my mind because we're just like young kids who like have nothing. But he has like a whole world. He has a whole lifetime of experiences and resources and network and testimony. And he's like, use me, pick me, need me. That blesses me too. 
And that is so hard for me because I want to be the first person in line to serve and yeah. to give and to love. Same. And this is presently for me, this is the second time in the last year of life that I, my capacity is fresh out, fresh out mm -hmm. for two completely different scenarios, different scenario now than what it was when I moved in yeah. with this family. But I don't like needing. But needing keeps coming back to me like a boomerang. And I must believe that's because there's still a lot for me to learn in a season of need. And in a season of it's okay to take what is so freely given. Yeah. Being a more gracious receiver. You say that you have a hard time receiving. But even in the last six months, I've watched that unfold on the outside of you. And I've watched your demeanor and your, like the state of your being change and you're just more willing to take things. Mm, yeah. You are. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I paid for dinner and you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I would have like fought that. Yeah. Yep. Dinner, AKA our queso. Yeah. <laughs> a Literally a trough of queso Anyways, in a market. I've watched you change in that. Thank and you. I know that I'm I glad that there's growth. There you. is. There is. Another side note. What's, just incredible that Jackie and I are such good friends is the connections in our life in that my parents went to the church that you are currently attending that mm -hmm. has been your saving grace. They got married in that building yeah. and they knew the family that you lived with yes. over the summer. Isn't well, incredible? it's wild. And now I'm back here and my parents live two hours away. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. Let's talk about chosen parents. <laughs> I'll start. Go. I thought that moving in with an established family, my boss, who I already considered more family anyways, but it's still, I just thought it would be weird. And it's not. And at dinner, I was literally telling Jackie, I was like, I get frustrated when I go home. And my mom's like, where are you going? When will you be home? Who will you be with? <laughs> and Leaving tonight, I found myself just wanting to tell Cassie, hey, I'm going out with Jackie for margaritas, and then we're going to record our podcast. She didn't even ask. She didn't ask where I was going. She didn't ask if I was driving. She didn't ask who I was going to be with or what I was doing. She's just like, see you later. Have a good time. But I find myself willing and wanting, desiring to tell her. And I don't think it's like, I don't even think it's anything on our parents. I just think it's that we've chosen yeah. these people to be in that position for this time? Well, in our birth parents, there's the expectation of them having those stereotypes of a parental role. Yeah. What's incredible in these two families that have, you know, mm -hmm. invited each of us into their homes to live and be accepted and loved. It's just like, they owe us nothing. Nothing. If anything, Less we owe than. them the world Literally. and they don't yet expect anything from yeah. us. And so there's something that God writes for us in that, that he, you know, for it's, it's a formative experience to be accepted by a not blood family where those actual parental expectations don't exist. It's really formative to watch parental figures like that, that don't owe you anything. Stop at nothing. And I, you learn about, I learn at least about how God stops at nothing for me through these parents, I, you know, yeah. through Craig, like how my heavenly father loves me. I learn through the way that Craig loves me because Craig doesn't have to, he didn't birth me. He owes me nothing, you know, like yeah. there's just something really redemptive in that of learning about 
God's family and how God loves you and how I am. It's just, there are not words. Chosen parents. I already knew there was chosen family, but this year I've learned that there's chosen parents. Don't want to think of them as parents. They're like half parent, half uncle, half sibling. Yeah, it's a lot. But they're like chosen. They still are. You know what I mean? I do. These families it's have awesome. chosen each of us. Chosen families. Not just chosen family members, but like a whole chosen family. Yeah. Like unit. It's, it's pretty really amazing. Humbling. We're both just in awe. <laughs> We're sitting here. We have no words. There's just so much in that, that God wants to teach you about himself yeah. through that type of chosen family, you know? Go find yourself an adoptive family. Worth it. Put yourself Scary, into Scary, humbling, uncomfortable maybe, but worth it. Put yourself into a life-threatening situation so yeah. you can find Preferably without the drama, the find the chosen family. family. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing, though. I will walk into their house and their one-year-old's going, Emma! And, the, oh my and my heart just melts over and over and over again, and it will never stop. I love that. Ever. Well, what a panini year we've had. <laughs> People have been calling the pandemic a panini on social what? media, and I feel oh very out of the times I don't because like that. I don't get it. I don't either. Which tells me I'm disconnected, which the tells me I'm day, old. The other day, I saw a video, a reel on Instagram, and it was calling the next generation Zoomers. <gasps> no i hate it here honestly jesus come i hate it here it makes sense though and it i it, it stuck out to me and i remember it and it's like really forefront on my mind because a week ago i was talking to a friend and we were like what's the next generation called we have no clue and then all of a sudden i see zoomers and it makes sense it does it fits i mean oh well i would just like to say to anyone listening to this Please. That I am really proud of you for existing mm -hmm. through this year and for taking up space through this year. Yeah. Notice that I very intentionally didn't say I'm really excited and proud of you for thriving and conquering the world and living your best life. And no, no. none of us did. And if you think you did, you're full of shit. So let's <laughs> let's just get honest. Okay. Yeah. It was abundant. My year was abundant. Yeah. That does not mean I thrived and conquered the world and no. You did not care. COVID in the simplicity, I did not. I wish I did. But okay. in the simplicity that was the pandemic year, in the hardship that was the pandemic year and all the changes, I'm really glad of just existing in the simplicity of God's abundance, not my own. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this, you survived the pandemic year and we're proud of you for surviving it. And existing and taking up space and oh, yeah, what a you year. are empowered for existing, for having been born and for being 12, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. You're empowered to take the next step and be present tomorrow and do what you need to do to yep. live it. It's good here. It is. It's good really here. good here on the bed <laughs> on Sunday night at 8 p.m. with the pants unbuttoned. It's Jackie good. still has to drive me home. It's fine. <laughs> We'll make it. Small town, y'all. We will. I enjoy how our episodes are getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, I don't know if it's because <laughs> we're getting better at this. I think it's because we're BSing it more and more. Mm. But I hope you all enjoy it. Oh, here's another thing is starting this week, we are going to be sharing a review every week of our podcast. 
if you tag us in your stories on Instagram, the shit in our heads, no, there's an asterisk where the I is. Or is there just no I? That's correct. S-H asterisk T. But on Instagram, or is it just no I? (laughs) Find (laughs) us on Instagram. We should know. Find us on Instagram. Oh, no. Tag us in your story. And every two weeks when we record, we want to share one of you all with the world because we think that you're a wonderful person and we really appreciate you listening and we'd love to hear what you have to say about our podcast yeah we've been blown away by your texts and your instagram messages and we love conversing with you we love your questions we love your thoughts we love to hear what you thought was funny so 100 thanks for engaging thank you thanks for being here have a good night evening morning margarita amen (laughs) have a good life we We will see you later And and that's the shit